Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. Tonight's episode partner for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete number 179 is No Fuss and Feathers Roadshow. Don't we ever seem to learn what to say or to leave silence in the way. No Fuss and Feathers, an evening with Carolyn Solabello, Karen Oliver, and the Yayas will be live on Saturday, June 21st in Southborough, Massachusetts at the Steeple Coffee House at 7.30 p.m. The doors open at 7 o'clock. You can get tickets by going to steeplecoffeehouse.org. Go check them out live. It is a great show. You'll really enjoy it. Okay, now time for Ready to Unload with Callan St. Pete, number 179. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Johnny and the mothers are playing something at the Savoy in Vermont tonight. Grandma's gonna kill my brother at the Savoy Theater tonight. I didn't say that. No, but I know this grapevine. Why would I put it there? Kindness? 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 You stole it! He stole it! We have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. New York and Bayside, New York. It is time for Ready to Unload with Callan Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast. Nice. Hi, everyone. Hey. What's up, you guys? I'm Sam Pete. I am uh, half of the hosting team. Actually, I'm a third of the hosting team. We, we usually have three hosts. Let's be honest. Okay? Let's be honest. All right? Hi. Welcome to the show. We're going to be uh, without one-third of the hosts tonight, but that's cool. The Bishop, Big Donut, is on sabbatical. He's on leave for episode number 179, so it's just going to be me and Cal nice. I just made a nice cup of coffee. I, made a, I didn't make a pot. I just made a cup nice. Individual style. And uh, we're going to talk New York sports for the next hour, hour and a half. Whatever. Whatever. I don't care. So, um, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Let's bring in the co-host of the program right away. The, the second third 
of the RTU with Callan Sam Pete. Mr. Brian Calneva Calpino Caliente. Cal. Cal. Hello. Hi. Oh, I. Oh, I. What's up, dude? What's going on? What's up, dude? You make one cup of coffee? That's it. That's it. I made a single. I made a single cup. Did I tell you about our coffee maker? I've told you about our coffee maker, right? I um no. <laughs> You're just saying that. Yes, I am. Do you? I did tell you about the coffee maker. No, I re, I don't believe you have. Oh, you were just saying that because you don't want to hear about the coffee maker. Um, no. I don't know what I want right now out of you. <laughs> that no could go a number of ways. I think I want to know why you just made one cup of coffee. Because I can. And that's all I need to know. That's good enough for me. But I can... Wait, I really want to tell you about this coffee maker. Okay. Well, let's, you know, let's... let's um... Should we welcome the people to the, to the episode first? Yeah, let's, let's conclude with the pleasantries here and welcome them and tell them what's on tap. And then we'll get back into your cup of coffee. Very good. Why don't you tell them what's on tap while I take a sip of this delicious cup of single coffee that I made? What's on tap, Cal? What's on tap? We're going to talk sports tonight. Is that a fact? We will get around to it at some point. We'll talk sports. Uh, There's a Stanley Cup final that is not quite over yet. (laughs) Not quite. This could have been a, a very happy night for Sam Pete. To dance on the graves. Could have been great. Could have been so beautiful. Could have been so right. Could have been magic tonight. But, unfortunately, that series continues. We're going to talk about that. Uh, there's a little, little local uh, soccer tournament started today. <laughs> What's that? You're, are they playing down at uh, Corona Park? Yeah, they're down, you know. <laughs> Fleshy Meadows. Under the Unisphere. Right. There's a couple of pickup games going on. Right. Down in Brazil. Right. The whole country. Sure. Are you sure that's not little Brazil? I'm gonna, we, we're going to talk about the World Cup, but I have a perspective on it that you might find interesting. All right, sir. Coming up later. Hold on. Uh, some more coffee. Single cup. Also, I have a challenge for our good buddy, Sam Pete. Kinky. I'm going to ask him a single question. One and question. He, and he's going to answer it. Do I have to wear a singlet while I answer it? No. If I have one handy. You, what you have to do is answer it in the form of a sniglet. <laughs> I have to use a sniglet in answering it. That's the only way you can answer it. Right. Otherwise, otherwise you lose. Get Rich Hall on the phone. Stat. That shouldn't be hard. Should not be a problem these days. Our guest tonight is Rich Hall. He was unbelievably free. As soon as he heard you say that, he started fumbling for his phone, like, oh, they're going to call me, they're going to call me. See, now I'm starting to feel like maybe he's dead or something. I don't think he is. Is he dead? I don't think he is. There's something wrong with him, because now I'm starting I, to feel yeah, bad. I don't know for, for a fact, but... Right. Um, so, that's, so that's what's on tap. Um, I, love, I love this. 
You got anything else? You want to talk uh, about? I do. Uh, for uh, RTU off-topic, off-putting, uh, hot topics, bury the lead. That's the new segment. I think the name's a little long. I don't think it's that long. I feel like it's a little long for that segment. A little unwieldy? Yeah, a little bit. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but you'll get used to it. Yeah. RTU. And then I tried to do the acronym for it, and that was like very long. <laughs> RTU O P O R B T L H T. You need an acronym for the acronym to just shorten Correct. it up. Correct. Yeah. To shorten the acronym up. A mnemonic device. Yes. A mnemonic plague is upon us <laughs> this evening. That too later. No, I have a I have a good one. I can't wait. Yeah, it came up in the office today. It involves Michael Jordan. The basketball player? <laughs> no, the jazz musician. Yes, the basketball player. There's an actor named Michael Jordan. Not on my watch. Not on my watch, buddy. He's quite popular these days. Is that a fact? I believe he goes by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, well, I would too. Like Sophie B. Hawkins. (laughs) She's a musical guest tonight, by the way. (laughs) Rich Hall. (laughs) Musical guest Sophie B. Hawkins. And Lindsay Buckingham. And now your host, Fran Tarkenton. Um, so, okay, so there's a lot to do then. We should probably, should probably just get to it. Did you, did you think we were light tonight? Did you think this was... Uh, <laughs> did not. This is, we, got a, we got a lot to do. It's not that I thought we were light. It's just that I, uh, I really want to tell you about my coffee maker. Well, that's, that's why. Before we get to all of that, let's hear about the coffee. Do you like coffee? I do. Do you love coffee? I don't, I don't love coffee. What's the coffee situation in your house in the morning? What's happening? I, I have some. Uh, but how's it happening? How's it going down? Is Allison getting up and making a pot of coffee? Oh, are, are, the, no. are the kids now trained to make a pot of coffee? Does Emma get up and, and you, know, sort of, sort of, you know, with her PJ still on, she's scooping out, you know, half they asleep. All- they all have a specific role. She will. She gets up first and grinds the uh, the coffee beans. Right? So Julia, right after Julia picks them, she picks them. Right, right, right. In the backyard. Very fresh. You like your coffee. I I will have it no other way. Do you sit back and watch them do this, like with a Panama hat on, like L F A? I sit back while I'm drinking a cup of coffee and watch them do this. Instant. Right. right. You've made a cup of Folgers. I have Sanga. And you right. You you sit back and watch them pick the beans for the next cup of coffee. Right. But you you have to wear the Panama hat, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. And the yeah. white pants. They call you they call you El Presidente. <laughs> the whole thing. I grow a thin mustache every morning just just to watch them the white pants. You wipe your dabbing sweat off your forehead. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Even in the winter. Right. For some reason. Still very warm. They got to okay. get ready for school, but they have a job <laughs> first. But those beans are not going to pick themselves. Uh, when did you get a donkey? That's, that <laughs> that's the coffee situation. <laughs> All right. To answer your question. <laughs> right. Mine's, mine's a little less. 
uh, ornate. No, but you have you must involved. have some fancy doohickey that creates one cup of coffee at a time. I have a situation in my house. I want to hear it. My parents went away on a week's vacation, and they left the keys to the brand to the new Porsche. <laughs> the coffee maker. Would they mind? Mm, well, of course not. <laughs> um, Teresa is a is a morning. We'll have a morning cup of coffee at least one. I I drink coffee all day, all day, all really all day. That no, that gets into an entirely different conversation. So let's leave that over there for now. Right. So for the longest time, we had a regular coffee maker, 12 pot, your standard, industry standard Mr. Coffee. And then we had a Keurig. Single. Keurig? That's the one. (laughs) We've done this before. A Keurig, a uh, a Keurig. (laughs) A do-rag. A do-rag. Single maker. Single coffee maker. Single cup. Not the big one where you could make like a, a big thing. Right. That's the one that I have. Right. No, no. You you put water in individually for each cup. Okay. Right? I know it. I know sure, it. Sure. Sure. So we never use that because we, we make a pot in the morning. There's always I, – I get up and I make a pot of coffee every morning. Every morning. It's my responsibility. Everybody knows it. It's every, the, everybody? It, the boys? It, Wesley knows it. They know not to touch the coffee because it's your job? That's correct. I've gotten a chop-chop out of Wesley. Let's go, buddy. Chop-chop. Let's go. Make that coffee. So, uh, we wanted to get rid of the Keurig, the single. We never used it. It's taken up all sorts of things. And our, our Mr. Coffee broke. After a little research, Cal, I found a machine that has a 12-pot coffee maker and does single. Same machine. Two options. Correct. But it's not a Keurig. Or a uh, Keurig. Is it a Keurig? It is a Keurig. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, I believe it's a Beechwood. A Beechwood? Beechwood aged? Hamilton Beach? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe that's what you're thinking Okay. And it uses Sensio pads for the coffee. That sounds expensive. S-E-N-S-E-O. Sensio. So instead of the K cup, correct, it uses a Sensio pad. Little pads. They look like little bags of coffee, like Almost a pod, like a tea bag, like a tea bag. Yes. Okay. Buy these online in bulk. I think there's only one place still making them. You know, you can't get like Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks here. And you can't get different flavors too, right? Yeah, no, you can. Oh, they got all sorts of flavors and stuff, but it's only like one company making them. Okay. Mail so, <laughs> correct. Amazon, buy in bulk. But these are great. Same machine. So I just made a, I, I actually made a double, used two pads. A double meaning it's one cup of coffee, but twice as strong. Correct. Okay. So and you don't I, have, you don't have that option with the, with the, with the Keurig. That's correct. <laughs> Depends on how you say it. With a Keurig, you do. With, with the Lou Gehrig coffee maker. <laughs> which will never stop working. That's how they tout it. Every day, for 16 years, you can have a cup of coffee. With the Lou Gehrig coffee. Every, every day straight. Every day straight. For 16, and then all of a sudden, not so much. <laughs> then, all, 
then all of a sudden, one day you try to get it to work, and it just says, Pip. And it says, and it will make the saddest speech you've ever heard in your life, and then it will stop working. And then you buy another one. That's correct. And it's for another 16 years. So, Sensio pads, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's what we're working with. So, I can make the pot in the morning, a pot nice. How many Sensio pads does it take to make a pot of coffee? Is this a joke? <laughs> no, no, you don't. You, no, you. I, it's a regular pot of coffee with a filter and the whole thing. Oh, I see. And when you go to the individual option, that's when you use these these pads. It's on the side, right? All right. Built in, same machine. I love this thing. It sounds great. I can't understand why more people don't have this thing. I I love the flexibility it provides. Exactly. Because I'm sorry, I'm not making one cup of coffee in the morning. I need a pot of coffee. Because I'm I having guess, a cup, I'm taking a cup with me. See, I make a cup to go. And for my commute to the office, I have my cup of coffee. But what we have, we have... Oh, over here. Well, I, I'm not, you must be familiar with this concept. We have the K-cup... You follow? I'm with you so far. Okay. But you put the coffee grinds in the K-cup. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I have, so seen, you I have to, seen this. Yeah, so you don't, buy a, you don't buy a box of 12 K-cups for $500. No, you're buying the grinds. You buy a can, a can of Maxwell House or Chock Full of Nuts. Are you drinking the Chock I love Chock Full of Nuts. Yeah, love Chock. Whatever, but, you know what it is? Whatever's on sale. Whatever's on sale. But Chock Full of Nuts was when, like, our, like my grandmother used to buy Chock Full of Nuts. Yes. On and Meeker Avenue in Brooklyn, she would make a pot of chock full of nuts coffee that, like, right. you would put your paintbrushes in. Yeah. To, to just clean them in case you had done any painting around the house. You're right. And you drank right from that. That's plants, how strong that, yeah. There were plants in the, in the chock full of nuts can. That's how, uh, how strong that coffee was. It was very, they, yeah. That, when they say put hair on your chest. That's correct. Li- no, Literally. That's how my hair developed <laughs> on my chest. Oh, I got it. Um, so, I, so that's I, what we do. I like your I like your little system. You got to clean out the thing though every time, right? But it's part of the process. I see. It just if you clean it out immediately after you brew the coffee, sure, it comes right out. Right. Nice and hot, cleans right out. You blow on you blow on the back of it <laughs> to get all of the grinds off of the mesh. All right, sir. And then you run the water through it. Sure. You stick it on the, the counter, and then it dries. Oh, I forgot to mention on my little uh, Hamilton Beach over there, also comes with a single filter, so I can do the exact same thing as you. Oh, perfect. With the, with the grinds. So this thing, so your thing really does do everything? It really does. Terrific. And the Sensio pad's better for the environment. Does it, does it pick your morning outfit out also? It does. And it's got tremendous fashion sense. Uh, I think you're onto something. I think I am. Well, look, I'm not having the natural arabica beans that you're putting together over there with the girls. So they also pick sugar cane. <laughs> when I want the sugar in my coffee, they get the the actual sugar cane. Is that a machete? Yeah. <laughs> and I, and obviously you know where the milk comes from. Yeah. Well, right. absolutely. Dairy barn. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, let's do this. Coffee talk with Talon Champion. <laughs> 
It's so fluffy. It's no big deal. No big whoop. Don't worry about it. It's time for the big unload. Hot action. Hot action. Hot action, big unload. Hey, you mentioned process. We're going to talk about Sandy Alderson in a little while. But let's, let's, uh, let's open up with the, uh, the Stanley Coop. And it should have been over, Cal. Can I, can I just sing this? Can I just sing, should have been gone. Right, and then that's it. Don't sing anymore. No. Let it breathe. It has the effect that it, ha- it was intended. Man, it should have been gone. Couldn't, couldn't help yourself. No, <laughs> you can't just sing that once. <laughs> no one can. I, I watched that video recently. Oh, so good. That video, if I, if I remember it correctly. Go ahead. You, you do. <laughs> now, was he auditioning or was he rehearsing? No, he's rehearsing. He's rehearsing. Okay. Actually, I, it was like they were shooting the video. No, but he wasn't in, he wasn't in full outfit. I he is. He's in, he takes it off. Oh, he takes it off. Oh, right, because he's right. disgusted. Right. Because they're shooting an elaborate video. That's right. With uh, princes and kings and a queen and... It clearly wasn't his vision. No. And then Sherry shows up without a bra. That's my most vivid memory of Sherry. (laughs) There's no bra on. Was Sherry anybody or no? I mean, somebody, someone. She she was. Was Was she of of note? Should have been gone. Sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just I have a I have Steve Perry in my throat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like it's like so. a frog. <laughs> let's see. Uh, we'll, we'll Google that and let's talk about the Stanley Cup. Have you ever? I have seen that happen in a game before. Not to that extent where the puck literally hits an ice bank. Yeah. And stops in front of the net. But, the tw- but twice in one game? No, that's unprecedented. That's, um, that's good fortune shining down on you. Yeah. Well, they're a team of destiny. I told you that. They're not a team of destiny. Told you. No. I said I told you. If they were a team of destiny, don't you think they would have won at least one of those two games out in L.A.? No, this is going to make it all the more dramatic. They're oh, going to... That they're going to be the first team in 70 years. That's what's going to happen. To come back from a 3 nothing deficit in the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, okay. That's what's going to happen. Somebody tweeted after the game last night, and I was equal parts, like, very clever, and uh, hopefully those two pucks on the line will be remembered as uh, Robert's stolen base and Kevin Millar's walk. That's what they're going with? Yeah, they're going with the Yankees, Red Sox, 2004. Red Sox, impossible dream comeback. That's a good analogy. You, hey, look, if you're the Rangers and you're a Ranger fan, that's where you go. Sure. What have you thought of the hockey so far? I, I have a couple of thoughts. They're mostly on the Kings, but it, it, they are in general. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I've, I, I, I didn't get to see a lot of uh, the game on, what was it, Saturday night? Was it game two, the double overtime game? Double overtime game I watched some of. Okay. Game three was Monday. Game three was Monday. I missed. That was the 3 nothing game. I listened to that on the radio. You did. While I was shopping, yes. 
You know how I grocery shop. Oh, yes, it's very, it's nice. It takes me a very long time. It takes you the length of a hockey game. Correct. We've, we've been through this. I'm the world's worst grocery shopper. I enjoy it, but uh, it takes me a long time. I think, how do you feel about the hockey that you have watched so far? I, I feel good about it. I haven't been in, as impressed with a team as I've been with the Kings in a long time. Yeah, the Kings are they're a good team. They're an unbelievably impressive team. And they had Jonathan Quick steal a game for them, Cal. We said it over and over again. Oh, yeah. Well, but you can, you can argue, and I know you will argue against. Again? Just because I know, I know a little bit about you. Sure. That Henrik Lundqvist stole last night's game. He absolutely did. Oh, no, I totally agree with that. Oh, okay, good. No, no, he... That's what great goaltenders do. Great goaltenders will get you a game in a series all by themselves. Right. I don't know if he can get them all the way back because they're they're just not as good, though, Cal. They're just not as good. To answer your question, a great goalie can get them all the way back. Not against that. Not when. Not against that team. Oh no, I think I don't. I don't know if he specifically can. Henrik Lundqvist, but a great goalie can get you all the way back. Can you give me a goalie that could? Bro, Martin Brodeur. Martin Brodeur. In his prime could. By, th- by himself get them back in that series. Because the Kings are exponentially better than the Rangers. Um, they are. I can't say exponentially. They're significantly better. Exponentially is too high. I can't go that far. Okay. All right. But they're significantly better. And they... And, it deserves to be 3-1. Like, the Ranger fans that are lamenting the, the, the missed interference call in Game 2 or the fact that they were up two goals in both of those games, the, the Kings are 3-1 to one better than the Rangers. So I think, I think that's how the series is playing out the way it should. I, I definitely agree. It's a weird way to get to 3-1. to one. I would like have thought it. Yeah, to... I would have thought it would have gone like one-one, and then the Kings win two to make it three-one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the three-zero coming. I thought that I thought Lundqvist would have stolen a game out of the first three. Right. Um, and he almost did. I mean, he almost did in game one um, when they got outshot twenty to three in the third period. I mean, basically last night in the third period of that game, they were on a twenty-minute penalty. Game. That's that's exactly what one of my uh, Ranger fan friends said today. Right. It was a, it was essentially a 20 minute penalty kill. But it was a it was a good game. It was a it was a very good game. You know, going back to your point that the the hockey in this series has been as advertised. Yep. You know yep. that double that Saturday, that double overtime game on Saturday night. I sat and I don't I very rarely get the opportunity to do this. And I don't know why this opportunity presented itself on Saturday. Right. But I did watch the uh, the Belmont Stakes, the is, race. Is that right? I did watch that. Okay. Um, took the kids out for ices after the disappointment of uh, of what's his face over there. I forgot his name already. I forgot the horse's name. <laughs> California Chrome. California Chrome. Really made an indelible impression on you. I, I, for, I forgot yeah. the, the horse's name. Took the kid out for ices, came back. Not, not one of them. I took both of them this time. I didn't leave one home. <laughs> and, uh, and I sat down and watched that entire game. Wow. I watched, and, and both overtimes. Holy cow. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it was like three and a half hours of hockey, and it was great. 
Yeah. It, it was absolutely terrific. Do you feel that the officiating has been consistent? Uh, no. I don't think it's been consistent, but I don't think it has favored either team. Okay. I would agree with that. I'd like to see more consistency. But, again, it's hockey. I happen to think hockey is the hardest sport to officiate because right. of the speed of the game. I still think basketball is. I, just because I, I still feel like you can, no, call, you're right. you can call a foul on every play. Um, I don't think you can call a penalty on every shift. No, you're right. And basketball lends itself to being very subjective, too. Yeah. But uh, I've been very impressed with the hockey. Here's the other thing. <laughs> you know, that game three was really just like a beatdown. <laughs> like, I was listening to the Ranger announcers on the radio, which I never do. And they were relatively objective in what was happening to the Rangers. They were. In the sense that they were basically saying, this is the Kings team we expected to see. Mm-hmm. And they're doing to the Rangers, like the Rangers, they were basically like the Rangers don't have a chance here. Yeah, but see, I, dis- I disagree. The, the reason why the Rangers didn't have a chance in game three was that they gave up early. When, they, when the Kings scored that goal with one second left in the yeah. first period, that, yeah. they were done. Coming off of the back-to-back losses in Los Angeles. Right. And then for that to happen at the end of the first period, they were done. Well, if that's the case, I mean, that's a terrible job. It's a very bad job. That's the first, you know, first Stanley Cup game in your building in 20 years. Mm-hmm. You're down 2-0. I mean, it sounded like the crowd was into it. I don't know. My Ranger fan friends are... They, why? I don't understand why this works this way, Cal, where... Yeah, we all know how I feel about the Rangers, but like fans of, of a certain team or fans of certain teams always feel like they're being rooked. Yes. And, but, but they would have no reason to be. Like no reason to be. Like what would the NHL's interest in screwing the Rangers over be? We never get the calls. You're the Rangers. You're an original six team. You're in New York. There's no motivation. I, look, as Islander fans, we always feel like we get rooked, right? But we do. But we do. <laughs> what? Why? It's a, no, it's legit. Go ahead. Why? Van, Vanek said it when he got here. Conspiracy. No. Why? This is not conspiracy. No, well, no, he just walked in. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hold on, let me just... In his cartoon trench coat. Let me just put this on. Hold on. <laughs> crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Because the NHL and the Canadian NHL has never forgiven the Islanders for winning four straight Stanley Cups. Ever. And they never will. Ever. Next on Amazing Stories. (laughs) That's not an amazing story. We'll tell you the... (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? Look, Vanek said it when he got here. Oh, Vanek, please. What? Okay, so we shouldn't take the, the word of an NHL player... He's not. Uh, I don't. I don't. Guys who guys who to me. <laughs> guys who have played. <laughs> that's fair. Guys, to point. Talk about playing yourself out of a lot of money. Yeah. Yikes. Well, Yikes. And just now persona non grata in three different places. Right. That's right. In one year. <laughs> in one year. But players have said it. I mean, players have said it on this team. Tavares has said it. 
Yeah, but I, you know, I don't think I don't think it has to do with the fact that the Islanders won four cups. I don't think that that has anything to do with it. I think well, I think what it has to. I'll, look, I'm going to buy in to your little theory here. You're buying. I'm buying. All right. But I'm going to I'm going to buy with a different on your own on your own terms. Are you the terms that you're giving me is that they they're jealous of the Islanders? Not for, no, those are not the infinite terms. I think that's where it started. I think yeah. I think the other reason that the Islanders get short shrift is because they're a bad team. That's that's what it's about. I think that they are an afterthought and they've become a bad team. I think I think Canada feels that they shouldn't even exist anymore. Correct. That they should be in Quebec. Right. Or or just anywhere. Yeah. But they like that they're they're so bad that they're not even a legitimate team. Absolutely. And I think that that's most of the, the, the reason behind it. I I think it started with the Stanley Cups. I think it started with that in the in the nineties. And, in, and then as they became a bigger and bigger joke, I think it's become that they are an afterthought in the NHL. But you bring up a very good point because most teams do feel like there's a vendetta against them. I, it's human fan nature, right? I think so. But I, right? some of it is logical and some of it's not. Uh, when you don't get... Look, every, every fan of every team is going to think that they don't ever get the calls. Ever. Yeah. You know? it, it happens mostly in hockey and basketball, though. Yeah. Football, too. I think. Uh, look, I'm not, I, I took off my tinfoil hat. I'm not going to say anything about the Jets, but they never get a call. Then you didn't take that hat off. <laughs> so the hat is still firmly affixed to my head. Like you, you walked out of the room and then stuck your head back in real quick. And right. <laughs> still have it. And the Jets... <clears throat> Well, they do. Come on. How many roughing the passer calls do they get? No, that's not because the league hates them. That's because of Rex Ryan. That's <laughs> <laughs> also because of who they play. When you play, when you play well, Tom, yeah. Tom Brady, you're not going to get the same calls. See, I think you bring up an excellent point. That's a very good point because I think that it's more, it's more who you're playing rather than you're getting screwed. I don't think it is with the Islanders. I refuse maybe, to accept that. Maybe not the Islanders. They're just always getting screwed. No, but but in a in a lot of cases, like, oh, you're playing the Patriots, you're yeah. going to get screwed yeah. because they're the Patriots. Yep. Oh, you're playing the 1992 Bulls. Forget about it. You're not going to get any calls. I I totally agree. not because we hate you, but because they're the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's. I mean, the, the the Jets had it for years with Marino, right? Sure. Like, if Marino didn't complete a pass, you looked around for a flag immediately for pass interference. That's just the way it was. And if you breathed on him too heavily, you got a a penalty. Meanwhile, Ken O'Brien had his wallet taken (laughs) by A.J. Dewey coming around end or something like that. and Permanent grass stains on his his rear end. Um, Last thing on the the cup for me. Gosh, I've really enjoyed it, though. Yeah. They're they're so good, Cal. The Kings are just so good to watch. Yeah, you've really gotten behind them, huh? I I just that's what I want the Islanders to be. Oof, well, no, no, just 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 in terms of being well coached and poised. That's all. That's all. I know it takes time to assemble a roster that talented and that deep. And that's the other thing. They are they're extraordinarily deep. Yeah. But I'm just talking about just give me the poise. That's that's the impressive thing about them is that they're so talented 
but they've been there before, so they know exactly how to how to yeah. play. Do they close it out tomorrow night? Do you feel? I feel like they do. I I'd be really surprised. I can't say for sure, but I'd be really surprised if they didn't. I I I would too, and I feel like. Did you get any sort of sense of a little? Not that they weren't trying. Obviously, they were trying, but they didn't look crushed um, by the defeat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. downtrodden or like. But I think, but I think that speaks more to their poise to their and poise, yeah. their experience. Sure. I, I don't think it was just like <laughs> that's cute. You won a game. No, I was thinking it more in terms of getting back home, winning at home. Yeah, no, I think I think it was that, all right, we lost this one. We'll put it behind us. Let's go home and, and finish it out. I mean, they came within... Very matter-of-factly. Yeah, they came within an ice snowdrift of of tying the game. You you know, based on your history out in L.A. Yes. Do, do, do the Los Angelinos love a Friday night party? Because... That you could know, be some party tomorrow night. They they Friday love a, night. they love a winner. They love a winner. They are the most front. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, and we're you know we're three hours behind, so they you know we can edit this out for the West Coast feed. <laughs> but they they are the most front running fans ever. Would front runningest? Front runningest. Is that what uh, I said? No, I'm. I couldn't you use that. They're front runnery. And front front runnerific. No, they they, I mean they love the Lakers. They've long loved the Lakers, but they love when the Lakers win. Right. The Dodgers, you know, they love the Dodgers, but they love when the Dodgers win. When when, when I, one of their teams is winning, I feel like they come and go with the Dodgers. They they do. When when one of their teams is winning, it's the most popular show in town. Okay. And the Kings, they don't care if it's hockey, basketball. You know, cricket doesn't make a difference. They don't have a football team. When one of, when, right? They don't have a football team. When one of the teams is winning, they're right there, and they will riot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they, the Kings. Did you find it odd that Sutter didn't pull quick earlier? No. No. But you know what? That 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 might lend itself to your theory that. They weren't taking it too seriously. It's not no. That's I. They wanted to win that game. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I don't. He did. But he seemed really reluctant to give up that empty net goal. Let me put it to you this way: not that they were taking, they weren't taking it too seriously. They weren't too concerned about it. I right. Think. Yeah. It didn't seem like. I don't. Know, it just seemed like very. late. They, they didn't pull quick until like a minute. What? Like a minute twenty left. Yeah, it was close to the end of the game. Usually that's, you know, and they had the puck in the ranger zone. It's not like they weren't threatening. They were threatening yeah. for 25 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Especially when you're on the road with a 3-0 lead in that game, maybe you pull them earlier. I would have thought you'd pull them earlier. Right? Because what do you have to lose? you got nothing exactly. to lose. Exactly. Well, I, I, I do think that they'll close it out tomorrow night. Now, if the Rangers do find a way to win tomorrow night, now we're going to have something to talk about. Like Bonnie Raitt? That's correct. <laughs> Soon as it came out of my mouth, I said he's gonna he's gotta call me on this. Uh, well, it was you know teed up. How about love? I don't. You think... like that song, don't you? Admit it. Um, I won't admit it. 
but I do. But, but I won't admit it. Your non-admission is an, admit, is an admittance. I think I, I think I prefer, like, I like the way they use it in, in, um, a, in, <laughs> in Lifetime movie montages. Or how about Hope Floats? Is it in Hope Floats, maybe? It should be. If it's I not. feel like it's in a it's in a Harry Connick vehicle of some sort. I feel like if 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 it's a movie that my wife would be watching, or a show. I don't know. Somebody's got to be sassy. Something yeah. something sassy is happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's strutting around. Could we could we label it as unexpected sass? No, because you see, you could see it coming from a mile away. Oh, I see. I how, think it's maybe in a. Mo- <laughs> when the fifty-year-old grandmother is, you know, Wait, what? No, hitting on someone or something. The fifty-year-old grandmother? Or, I'm sorry, but that's very young. Very she'd, young. She'd be very happy with that. She'd be happy with that. Fifty-year-old grandmother is. Rue McClanahan. That song was made for Rue McClanahan. Although fifty-year-old grandmother, that's not that young for a grandmother. No, but that, but it's too young for the scenario that we're envisioning. I see. My bad. Right, Mrs. Roper. Wait, wait, didn't she just pass away? Yeah, within the last year or two, I think. Oh, what's her? Then who died the other day? The other day. Yes, one of the Golden Girls died the other day. Yes, Rue McClanahan just died the other day. Too soon, Cal. That's not true. That's that's not even remotely true. She's been gone for quite some time. Who played Blanche? Blanche Devereaux. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You have to say it that way, don't you? What, Blanche Devereaux? Okay, um, Rue McClanahan died three days ago, buddy. No, stop. Why is everyone... Oh, wait, I was taken in. Yeah. Why is everyone post... This is from the Washington Post. I'm not kidding. I saw it like three days ago. Okay. No, that's why, but it's not true. Washington Post. Why is everybody posting about Rue McClanahan's death when she died four years ago? Well, four years? See, I thought it was a little more recent. And yet Twitter and Facebook were mysteriously, inexplicably flooded today and over the weekend by variations of the R.I.P. rule. The answer in this case is pretty simple. On June 3rd, the anniversary of McClanahan's death, a handful of fans, like the popular Golden Girls fan account... Wait, let's just dissect that for a minute. Let's just unpack that. Is there a name? I'm getting there. Okay. On June 3rd, the anniversary of McClanahan's death, a handful of fans, like the popular Golden Girls fan account Blanche1934. So, wait. First of all, there's a popular Golden Girls fan account. Popular being the optimum word there. It, w- it was a very popular program. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Tweeted memorials for Rue McClanahan. At Blanche1934 has nearly 15,000 followers. Now that's high. And a spot-on understanding of when McClanahan died. Now, Blanche1934, is that the year that Rue McClanahan was born? I or that, so. Or that Blanche Devereaux was born? <laughs> Good. That's, that's, you went meta on it. Not many people get very meta when it comes to the Golden Girls. Well, it's like, I, I, there's got to be significance to the year. Many of the R.I.P. Blanche crowd also linked to a CBS article about McClanahan's death dated in 2010. So she re-died. Uh, I don't like when that happens. Yep. That happens often, too. Because people... I, just, I just want to defend myself there. 
Okay, so that's fair. I I I did not know. Uh, anyway, how Let's did we get? Give him something. <laughs> Thank to you. Talk about. There it is. There it is. Um. So, uh, listen, give listen, me your thoughts. Listen, give th- Blanche. Give me your thoughts on Game Five. If they, Stanley Cup yeah, final. if they can, if they can pull out Game Five somehow, and it's going to take Lundqvist standing on his head, and you got to figure there's going to be the initial. Like hockey games are famous for this. To me, big hockey games are famous for this. The Islanders last year against the Penguins faced this like in every game. There's the onslaught by the better team who's annoyed. It's like the king, like if they can survive the first 10 or 15 minutes. So you think the Kings are going to come out real I strong? I think the Kings are going to come out unbelievably fired up. Yes. Like this is it. This is our night. Yep. We're going to party. Enough of this. All right. Enough. I could see that. And so if the Rangers can withstand that, and, and it's so easy to do in hockey. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy to come out like a house of fire and really take the play to one team or another for, for eight, ten minutes. House of fire or house on fire? House of. Okay. House of fire. Here's another one. He got untracked or he got on track? He got in tracked. No, that's not right. <laughs> now you've got me second-guessing house of fire. House no. on fire. Could be both. I just, I don't know how you use it. I use it as, he came out. <laughs> like a house of, fu- of fire? Out, like a house of fire. Like the firehouse. Like a house on fire. On fi- right. See, you're, you're right here. He's burning. I've been saying it wrong all this time. But that's what you think the kings are going to come out like. First of all, I'm not going to be able to get past or over what I just did. I've been saying House of Fire for years. Okay. House of Pain. House of Pain. Oh, like House of Pain was going to do anything. I thought it was House on Pain. It is House on Pain as well? That's what you're telling me? It's House on Pain? Oh, man. I, I think you just don't know. Like Everything you thought you knew. Is it, it's Hearts on Fire, too, right? Uh, uh, is that the Jack Parr song? Correct. A fire? No, it's hard. that's not Jack Parr. Hearts up? Yeah. No, it's not. Is it? No, it's not. It's somebody else. It's it was the Rocky Four soundtrack. Yeah, that song. Jack, that Jack Parr sings Saint Elmo's Fire. Saint Elmo's Fire. Is it is it Man on Motion? No, Man of Motion. Man <laughs> is. Man of motion, man of faith. <laughs> Hearts of fire. It's John Cafferty, by the way. John Cafferty. And not the Beaver not Brown the Beaver Band Brown was not man. part of that song? Not, not involved. Left out of that. Because, of, because they disagreed on what the song should be called. <laughs> Correct. It should be Hearts of Fire. Every... Every member of the Beaver Brown band disagreed with him, but Listen, because he his name comes first, that's, he got the final call. That's what happens. Listen, Cafferty. All right, I will end this. Okay, <laughs> I am I am Beaver in the Beaver Brown band here. I know your name's out in front. By by the way, I think is that Jack Cafferty? 
Jack Cafferty and Sue Simmons. And the <laughs> That's who you're thinking of. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, and all of them, Beaver, Brown, and Band, all disagreed. The six of them. Hey, John, there's six of us and one of you. <laughs> That's right. I think, we, I think you need to listen to us. Hearts of fire, John. Well, you guys are out. I don't know why he sounds like it. Like Terry Collins. Like Terry. I'll tell you one thing. John Cafferty's not going to stand for that. i tell you what. Johnny, Johnny Cafferty? Jack Cafferty? Call him Jack. <laughs> not that Jack. John Cafferty's not going to stand for that, okay? He, he, can, he can sing Hearts on Fire on my team any day. He wants to call it Hearts on Fire? Let him call it Hearts on Fire. <laughs> Christ, I'm not going to stand in his way. Maybe you got a crystal ball. Tell me, tell him what, tell, tell me if it's going to be a hit single. Oh, boy. They are, uh, speaking of the Mets, they're in the 12th inning. Yeah, I'm watching, when you see my eyes go up, yeah. I'm watching it right now. They have six hits. Don't, do not get me started. But that's a good segue if you want to talk about the Mets. I did, only because um, my heart is aflame. It's on fire? It's of fire. This is good. Let's talk about the Mets because this is where my challenge is going to come in. Oh, okay, great. The challenge portion of the program? Right. I just want to say one thing, and I put this out there to the Twitterverse, and it got, a, uh, it got liked by two people. Hey, how about that? Nice for me. Good for you. I, there's a uh, season ticket holder Q&A on Saturday night with Sandy Alderson. Is there not? Is there not? Uh, Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon before the game. Yes. And uh, they they do one of these in the off season. And now they're doing one, as you said, before the game on Saturday afternoon. And in season. Right. They've done that before. Q&A with Sandy Alderson, uh, Depot, all the Ivy League schools will be represented. And season ticket holders, full season ticket holders. Right, that's a perk. Only. 81 game of right. this. Season ticket holders can go to this. So how many would you say are usually there? You've been to a number of these? How many would you say? Um, well, it's diminished every year that I've gone, but this past one, mm-hmm. I would say maybe 100 people. Hundred people. But remember, it's plus. It's a plus one event, so you're probably talking about fifty season ticket holders. Would you say who then brought fifty people? Right. Would oh, you plus. Would you say that? Where would you put the number? No, I bet we can find this out. But where would you put the number of full season Met season ticket holders at this point? Non corporate. Um, I don't even, 8,000 maybe? Full season, non-corporate ticket holders, 8,000. You think that's high? I think that's high. 800? I think that's a closer number. I don't think so. I would not be surprised at all. Full season, 81 game. Yeah. Non-corporate. So you or me, not our companies, buying a full season. 
I would be surprised. If all right, so, all right, so, them, so then the, the lion's share are the corporate ones, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. If you add the corporate in, would you say 8,000? Yes. Or, okay. Which is still pathetic, but that's okay. Because uh, I would bet in their heyday, they probably had, with corporate, they probably had 15,000, 18,000 full season packages. Probably. They had to have. They drew 3.5 million people. I mean, they, they had to have. Um, so you're telling me there's 100 people there. 50 season ticket holders. Right, yeah. 50 season ticket holders. Of the 800 we're speculating right. have season tickets, full seasons. Right, so that means 750 season ticket holders didn't want to be bothered. Couldn't be bothered. With for a free dinner. Now, now, here's the thing. We have listened to Met fans, and by all means, with every right to do so, call up WFAN, call up any of these outlets, write on blogs, lament, curse Sandy Alderson, the franchise, the Wilpons, everybody. Everybody, for how shoddily run and a terrible product this baseball team is. Mm-hmm. You want to make a statement? Boycott that event. The, the, the Mets are, when they lose tonight, and they will lose, will be eight games under 500, have been a terrible team at home. Terrible for five years. So the, these season ticket holders haven't exactly seen winning baseball. They're disgusted with the plan. They're disgusted with the direction of the organization. Every day on MetsBlog.com, the poll, Cal, the poll numbers are astronomical. What, the, the, the approval rating or whatever yeah. it is? Yeah, the right direction, wrong direction. It's going down, isn't it? It's like 70-30, wrong direction. Wow. Don't show up. What makes a bigger statement to Sandy Alderson and ownership if the 50 biggest fans, the biggest fans, people who have shelled out a lot of money for 81 tickets, these are, these are your biggest fans, didn't even care what you had to say about the ball club. Don't show up. Boycott. You want to make a difference? You want to affect a change? Because nothing is going to change with this organization. Nothing. They're going to get their fifteen to 20000 a night. It's all the Wilpons care about. It's enough to keep them afloat. That's it. It's enough to keep enough money in their pockets to run the team. You know, the problem is they're going to get their ten to 15,000 people a night, but only like 5,000 of them are going to show up. They don't care about that. I know. That's That's... That's the real issue. But, th- but that doesn't make any statement to them. No, because the, that, that's money in their pocket. The money's already in their pockets. It's already enough to keep them afloat. So I'm proposing stay home. Or better yet, if you really want to go to the ball game and you go to every Saturday game, go to the game and skip the, skip the Q&A. How amazing. Could you just imagine Sandy Alderson walking into an empty room? Yeah. Definitely. Where is it? Where is everyone? Mm-hmm. 
Well, they don't, they don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't care. They don't want to hear you explain again how it's a process and how it's be, or incumbent on the fans to show up so they can increase revenue. They don't want to hear it. I want to hear nobody, it. nobody wants to hear your self-deprecating jokes about the team. Yeah, nobody wants anymore. to hear your explanation about Chris Young. I don't want to hear about uh, exit speeds off the bat of Lucas Duda. Don't want to hear it. Really, I, th- I told you, I, even, even if I was able to go, I would decline that invitation because I'm, I'm done. I don't want to hear another word out of him. Well, you, and you, you gave me the idea because you said I don't want to go. I don't want to go. What, what would make... Okay. No one's making... <laughs> it's not, not that it was an option. And there it is. So. And you were right. What did, what did you say? When did you say it? Maybe uh, two and a half minutes ago? Yep. And make no mistake, they'll lose this game. Yep. Well, there it is. Two-run home run. Jonathan Luke Roy. Yep. There you go. Off, he, should, off. he should absolutely be Jonathan Luke Roy. Off. Who else? Everyday Carlos. Yeah, and it's like he's in his third inning, too, tonight, by the way. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine uh, why he's been ineffective, Carlos Torres. You know why he's in his third inning? Because Terry Collins managed uh, lefty-righty-lefty back in the, uh, in the yeah. ninth inning. Now, is something wrong with Curtis Granderson, by the way? He's hurt tonight. Hurt. Yeah, he did something to his leg. Right, because I know he pinch hit and was intentionally walked. Right. That was... Um, and then they pinch ran Zach Wheeler for him. They did. Can he stop pinch running Zach Wheeler, please? Well, please? Can, can, I, can I defend him on that? No, that's indefensible. Okay. Because when Zach Wheeler breaks his arm sliding into second base... And can't pitch anymore, trying to break up a double play. Right. I'm, I really want, I'm more curious as to why, uh, put anybody out there, anybody. I don't care who it is, anybody. Any, anybody. They're the, it's the stupidest thing in the world. He's like the, the third best prospect in the, on the team. Why are you? And he, this is like the third time he's done it. Why is Zach Wheeler your first pitcher, pinch runner off the bench? Why? Because Matt Harvey's on the DL. Right. That's right. Good point. That, that's the reason. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be Harvey. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my thing with the Mets boycott. If there is a, a season ticket holder listening to this that was thinking of going, talk to all your other season ticket holders. You you all know who you are, and boycott. That would make a statement. Short of that, eh, we're in for the same thing. All right, give me my uh, my singlet. I, I just put on my unitard. Hey, listen. There's no need to be derogatory. Look, right? look that's a real word. <laughs> that's a legitimate word. Um, okay. I challenge you... To a duel, good sir. Why did you just take a white glove out? <laughs> Do you demand satisfaction? Here's, what I'm, here's my challenge to you. Steve. Yeah. And take it however you want. All right. This is, you know, this, this, this is open to many different interpretations. Can I take it on the run, baby? You can take it any way you like it, because that's the way you need it. 
however you want. <laughs> More Steve Perry. That's <laughs> um, Should have been gone. That's the guitar riff yes. right, right after he says it. I'm aware. Just in case you, <laughs> just in case you were wondering what if I had why I didn't why I did right, that if I had stepped on a tack. Right. <laughs> if I opened a bag of chips <laughs> with a cat. With a cat. <laughs> hey, come here, Fluffy. I want to open the <laughs> Can you help me out? Meow. No, but you have to say, you should have been gone. Meow. That's it. And then, you, and then you enjoy some chips. That's how the cat knows to open the bag. Otherwise, how's he going to know he's a cat? Yes. <laughs> how, how would he know? I'm giving you the challenge of fixing the Mets. Oh, boy. Oh, man. This was one question? Yeah. Once it's a, I, I, I didn't say it was one answer. This is like the question in uh, Back to School. One question. I have just one question for Mr. Mellon in 27 parts. This is an awful team. They've shown no sign of improvement in four years. They're going to have their sixth straight losing season this year. There are 10 people at the game right now. They're boring. They're unlikable. They're delusional. They're insulting. They're irrelevant. All right, sir. Okay. I, I don't think anything that I said you can, you can disagree with. Can't. Okay. Uh, fix them. How do you fix them? Seriously. Are you, giving me, are you giving me three steps? I'm giving you – that's what I'm it's, – it's, it's however you want to take it. If you want to take it from the perspective of you've got a lot of money – and you can spend money on the team, or if you want to take it from the perspective that the Wilpons have no money and they're not going to spend any money, but they have to try to fix it within those parameters, however you want to do it. How Fix this team, Steve. Fix this team. Here's, what are you going to do? Okay. What's it going to be, boy? <laughs> uh, here's what I'm doing right off the bat. I, I'm, I'm still going under the auspice of no money. That's and, fine. And, and the Wilpons owning the team. Because that's, that's the most I, realistic way of doing it. I have to because they still do. Okay. Wow. Gonna, I might need another cup of coffee here. All right. Todd McShay has joined us on our team. Ah, jeez. Oh, Pete. Hi, Poppy. Okay. All right. Adios mios. Ah, boy. Afuita then. Woof. Um, Todd, I just asked you coffee or tea? Right. <laughs> Yeah. It's a very simple question. Look, tea is awesome. Coffee, I've watched a lot of tape of. <laughs> okay, so the first thing I am doing, and I'm also going under the auspice that I'm keeping Sandy Alderson now. Like, this is how I'm acting the rest of the season. You can go under whatever auspice you want. How about Brad Osmus? Can I In go under Brad? <laughs> specifically, Brad Osmus. Go under Brad Osmus to make this <laughs> plan. Find a nickel. For every time I was under Brad Osmus, <laughs> I would be broke. You'd have five cents. I'd have a nickel. <laughs> Just that one time in <laughs> Um, The first thing I'm doing is firing Terry Collins. Okay. Do you like the way I'm saying it as if I'm on a game show into the microphone? <laughs> right, like you're asking the question. I'm going to have to say fire Terry Collins. <laughs> 
What do you mean? I thought well, can, I... What's not going to happen? Oh, I see. I don't, but we're not going with going to happen or not going to happen. You just asked me I'm going to fix the team. You're right. That wasn't fair. Correct. Strike that from the record. You're going to fire Terry Collins. Who are you replacing him with? Well, well I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not asking any more questions. I asked one. <laughs> this, is, this is all you. Wally Backman. Okay. I am promoting Wally Backman. So this, this is, okay, so they're about to lose, uh, well, I was going to say 3-1, but now it's 4-1. Right. They're going to lose like 5-1 in 13 innings to the Brewers. At least. Okay, and now tomorrow morning you wake up, you're going to fix the Mets. You're going to fire him tomorrow? First move I make is I fire Terry Collins tonight. I don't even let him get out of his uniform. <laughs> and I ask him politely to leave his uniform, uh, leave the jersey on the desk. Maybe we'll auction it for charity. And you're going to get Wally Backman up to New York in time for tomorrow's game? Correct. From Las Vegas? No, I'm going to have, uh, I'll have uh, Timmy Tuffle manage the, uh, the team, or Bob Guerin. I'll have Guerin manage the team for a night. Okay. Uh, and then Tuffle, or, and then Backman's up by Saturday. All right, so you're going, to, you're going to change the manager. That's the first thing you do. Correct. Okay, what's next? I am releasing Lucas Duda. Unconditional. Release tomorrow. Good this day. This is all hap- This is all happening like immediately. Correct. Okay. Lucas Duda, DFA'd. You want to take the assignment down to Triple A? By all means, good sir. Who are you replacing him with on the roster? I am going to ride with Campbell for now. Well, you need to put somebody on the roster. I'm calling up Alan Dykstra. Okay. And I'm going to let him and Campbell play first base for a bit. Can't be worse than Lucas Duda. Okay. Gone. Should have been gone. <laughs> that cat again. What's next? Next. Because right now you have, there's still a horrible baseball team. No, but, they, but I don't have to watch Lucas Duda anymore. Or Terry Collins at that Correct. point. Okay. Next. I am releasing Chris. I feel like, let me just stop you for a second because I feel like somebody's in the background giving you these lines. <laughs> I can hear something. That's, that's Casey. Yeah, I think that he's <laughs> feeding me these lines. Yeah. I think, you know, let's, let's cut the charade. My 10-month-old has got a great plan for the Mets. You, you do real... Grand Slam? No. Worse? No. Um, you do realize that your 10-month-old probably has a better plan That's than, than the than Harvard what, Brain Trust. Than what's right currently now. in place. Yeah. Um, you, what was that face for? I just, they just showed Carlos Torres on the bench. He, stick, he stuck a towel over his head and then punched himself in the head four times. Oh, boy. Carlos, let's, come on. But like... Let's like, talk, buddy. But like punched himself like fight club punched himself in the head i am jack's raging bile-filled liver that's what he did wow. i mean it's, it's now just just a quick aside yes part of me kind of likes to see him punch himself in the head because he's showing some fire yes part of me likes to see anthony wrecker get tossed out of the game in like volcanic fashion earlier oh he did on that yeah called strike three like he like went nuts 
went in the dugout and snapped a bat over his knee. He went Bo Jackson. Yeah, in the dugout. But wow. Like, David Wright almost destroyed the helmet rack earlier tonight. Really? So I'm, so I'm seeing these things tonight. They are like they're losing their mind. Rightfully which so. M- which might be a good thing. It, it, apparently, according to Andy Martino, that you know, Wright and Terry Collins got into a fight last week on the road. When, when he, he double-switched David Wright out of a game. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. And then he gave Wright an off day that Wright didn't want, and Wright marched into his office, according to Martino, and they had words. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Too. Well, David Wright's tired of it. He's tired of this. Yeah. So, uh, are we still with my plan, or have I done no, no, enough? No, for one night? no. I want, to, I want to hear a little bit more. All right, sir. How about you get involved here? Why is it all on me? It's your plan. I see. It's my, my question, your plan. If you want, how about this? How about this? Since we're since it's a, it's we're running late here, we're not running late. But why don't I give you some time to think about this? I, I I'm a really big fan of my first two moves. Can I just Be, say that? Because Alan Dykstra sounds like a, an on the I put you on the spot, and that's not fair. No, to I've been watching Alan Dykstra. He's he looks like a four A player. But you asked me who I'm going to bring up immediately to play first base. I said Alan Dykstra. Right. I, will pl- I will play Dykstra and Campbell at first base and take my chances. Well, and the answer to your question is that he could not be worse. He could right. not be worse. You're right about that. Could not be worse. I would rather watch Alan Dykstra than Lucas Duda. Uh, I had a, a, another... Why don't you jump in here? We're, we're a team. Yeah, so my part of this was fix the Mets. <laughs> right, and, I, and I've gotten the ball rolling for us, like a house on fire. Um, the next thing to do is to release Chris Young. Yes, that was my next move. Right. DFA, DFA Chris Young. Right, and bring up at that point Kirk Neuenheis. Correct. Right? If who, we, if, who should be up anyway? Um, he's better than Matt Dendecker. So are you. Mm. You might be a better hitter. I, I do not have the hair. No. That's for sure. No, no one does. Other than Jacob. He's just, he's just a terrible hitter. He's really bad. Um, and, and yes, Kirk, and I'm, bring, I'm bringing up Kirk Neuenheis, or I'm bringing up, uh, you know, uh, what's no. his name? Yeah, I'll bring up Neuenheis. Bring up Neuenheis. That's fine. Um... There's not much more you can do with this team right now. Again, all we're doing is we're doing what they've been doing for for a year and a half now. We're just shuffling the deck. Nothing is going to happen. No, but no, 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 no. We're not, Cal. And I'll tell you why. We're not just shuffling the deck because they keep shuffling the deck, and somehow these cards still wind up on the field. They keep shuffling the deck, and somehow we have wound up playing the same hand for four years. So. We're, we're, we're never trading in you know, we're playing five card draw and we're never trading in the same three guys but that's Ru- Ruben Tejada, Daniel Murphy and Lucas Duda are all still out there every day so we're not shuffling the deck because I got news for you Tejada was next but he's on fire is, it, what, he's, is he a house of fire? He's, no he's Tejada on fire he's been fixed he's, he's Tejada, Tejada of fire it's Tejada 2012 Except tonight when he had a chance to win the game and he uh, grounded out on the first pitch he saw. Yes. Other than that, though, fixed. 
other than that, he's fine. Yeah. He's all, you know. His numbers, his num, his numbers dictate that he is playing really well. He's, I mean, he's next. He's next. And who's your shortstop? Wilmer Flores. Play him every day. Okay. Let me see what he is. What are you doing with Tejada? You're sending him down? Uh, I am uh, sending him down, yes. And you're bringing up? Uh, I have a number of interesting things I can do here. Because I don't have to bring up necessarily another shortstop. And I'm certainly not bringing up Q. Well, you do need another... You need a backup shortstop to Flores. Yeah. I guess. Unless Unless you want Eric Campbell to be your shortstop. Should Flores get hurt? No, who's the other who's the other guy they have at AAA? The 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 kid that's really hitting well. Draft, mm. draft pick from 2012. Ch- uh, Chikini? No, 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 no. There's another kid. He he is really hitting well right now. He never really hit that well in the minor leagues. Um, yeah. Oh. I think he's like a third baseman shortstop, but they've used him at shortstop a bunch. I'm bringing him up. I don't even know his name, but we're bringing him up. Yep. Bring him up. You, son. I don't know your name, but you're going it's, up. It's, like, it's, it's really basic. It's like Johnson or something. Or I, I, anyway, I can't remember his name offhand. But Steve he was, Perry? It is Steve Perry. That's not that basic. It is. It's Steve Perry, it which, is. Is, which is good. But I'm bringing him up. Bye-bye, Tejada. Next, tomorrow, I'm calling uh, the Oakland A's. Now this is ah, this is what I want to hear. And I'm offering them Daniel Murphy for their best reliever. Their absolute best reliever. Because I'm not going to get a bat from them. Now I would offer Daniel Murphy for a shortstop or something like that, but I'm not getting a bat from them. So I'll I'll take their best reliever. I mean, you're not getting Sean Doolittle, but I I'll, I'll take their best reliever. But then, so then you're not getting your best reliever then. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm, I'm saying not their... Sean not, Doolittle is their best reliever. Right, uh, fine, not their best... I'm not going to get their best major league reliever for Daniel Murphy. Okay, so here's the problem with that. They have five hits tonight in 13 innings. I, did I say I'm done? No, but my point is, if you're trading Murphy, he's like one of your biggest pieces that you can deal. I don't care, he's got to go. But don't you have to get a bat? Back? I'm going to get a bat back in a separate deal. He's got to go. He's I, part of the problem. I, I want to hear how you get this bat. Because that right now, I'm, I'm looking at five hits for three nights in a row. I know. It's time for the big move, buddy. What's that? I don't know. Oh, I thought you had one. Oh, you're no. going to get Stanton, aren't you? No. They're not trading Stanton. They'd be dopey to train Stanton. They have like, That's something the Mets would do. They have two of the best arms. You know, they have, what's his name coming back next year? from uh, Fernandez coming back next year from Tommy John. They have Heaney, who's going to be like a killer one-two punch. They have a great, uh, they're, they're like what, four games over 500 or something? Or they were over 500 for a while before they hit a losing streak? No, no. they're three over right now. Yeah, they're not, they're not trading. Uh, Stanton's Stan's not going anywhere. Okay, so it's not him. No. Is it Carlos Gonzalez? It's either Carlos can. It's no. I don't really like the tumor with tentacles. Did you see that? No. He had a tumor removed from his hand. What? Like a mass removed from his hand, and it had like tentacles. Not kidding. I. That's 
That's a red flag. That's usually. I don't know much about much. I'm not happy about that. But a tumor with tentacles? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Oh, boy. Um, so who is this bat? Uh, it's, it's either a guy like uh, Matt Kemp. I would go after Matt Kemp. I wouldn't have a problem putting him in the lineup. Uh, but, I, but Cal, think about what you have to give up to get a Matt Kemp as opposed to what you have to give up to get a Mike Stanton. The Dodgers are still going to ask for a lot to give up. To yeah, get. but you're not, you're not giving up the same guys. You're not, especially if you're assuming the contract. If you're assuming Kemp's contract, then you're not giving up. You, you know, maybe Montero's in that deal. Fine, I'll give them. They need a, a, a second baseman, right? I'll give them Montero and Murphy. What if they want DeGrom? No. Uh, nope. Or DeGrom instead of Montero? Yeah. Yeah, okay. DeGrom and Murphy for Kemp? In a heartbeat. Well, they wouldn't do that. No, they wouldn't. We'd have to throw in another player. At least. Not, not much more, Cal. Well, but you're presuming the Mets are going to take on $120 million of salary. Which, Look, they're, not, which how, they're not, because that's how this all started. Me, you asked me how I'm fixing the team. I know, but that's how this all started, is that we're going under the Brad Ausmus that they're not going to spend any money. All right. Fine. Haven't I done enough in my, in my first night as general manager? You give it the old college try. Isn't, isn't what I'm proposing, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, and the other thing I'm doing is I'm bringing up Montero, pitching him for the rest of the year at the major league level. Let's just let him learn. What can go, you know, enough. And as, as soon as, as a starter, and as soon as Darno's ready, he's back. Mm-hmm. As soon as he's ready, he's back, and then he's hitting two. He's not hitting eight. Who uh, or who seven did... with Ruben Tejada as his protection? He didn't even hit seven. He did for a bit. At the end, he was only hitting eight. Yeah. His, pr- his protection was the pitcher. Yeah. And the pitchers who are legendarily having a, a bad hitting season, he like historically. I'm bringing up Danny Muno, by the way, to play shortstop. Oh, is that he, the guy that you would be my backup shortstop? It's not, but he'll do. Have you seen Matt Harvey lately? Yes, he has a playoff beard. He's got a playoff gut, also. Let's. <laughs> are we really? Are you doing this now, Joe Beningo? No, no, no. I'm just concerned. Really, Joe Beningo? Really? Come on. I just like. Hmm. I'm a little concerned about that. He's not going to pitch for another eight months. So what are you worried about? He's got. He's got eight months to to lose the uh, to trim the fat. That's not what he thinks. Yeah, I know. Well, he's wrong. He is wrong. Because why? Who got hurt today or yesterday? Who was it? It was... Um, um, Dodgers. Uh, 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 boy, this is good radio. Bop, 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 beep, beep, beep. Boop, boop, boop. Who, who, was, who was the Chad guy? Billingsley. Chad Billingsley. Yeah. Oh, right. Like, I'm supposed to believe that's the name. Chad Billingsley. Like, that's a real name. Yeah. You, mean, you mean the actor? Okay, yeah. yeah. You, wait, you waited an hour to tell me about Peter Billingsley and Christmas Story. <laughs> that's what you waited for. And, um, and you're wrong. If you're going to do that, it's Barbara Billingsley. Okay. I'm going. I'm going to uh, think about this and do more with the Mets next week. Yeah, that's what. We'll or do. we're going to flip it, and we're going to flip this house, and you're going to answer the question. Oh, I'm ready. How you like them apples? Don't worry. I can. I can certainly do that. 
You you have a plan uh, plan prepared. By the way, ten, uh, when you read the write-ups about tonight's game, yes, be prepared. The, this is the worst loss of the season. This one is now the new worst loss of the season. How is this the worst loss of the season? It will be. Just watch. Because they had bases loaded and one out and couldn't get the winning run home? Yeah. Did Wilmer Flores at least hit the ball hard? Uh, no. <laughs> Topped out meekly? He hit the ball hard enough that he wasn't doubled up. That's not hard. From home to first, but yeah, that's, he, not, that's not very hard. He didn't. He didn't hit the ball hard. Yeah, right. And all he's got to do there is uh, hit a fly ball. Game's over. That's all he needed to do. Yeah. So good job, everyone. Indeed. All right, uh, let's let's wrap up. We're going to talk about the World Cup. Oh, the World Cup. Yeah. Here's the thing with the World Cup. Yeah. I think I saw this. Maybe maybe I'm stealing this, but uh, it's my feeling on it. A lot's been said about the World Cup, and you have. It seems to be a very polarizing topic. It is right. You either love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I I don't I don't know how you feel about it. I feel, and I'm going to ask you how you feel about it. I'm not going to just dismiss your feelings about the World Cup. It's good of you. It's fair. The I can't get into it. I'll be I'll, I'll be very honest. I can't get into it. Like today was the first day of the World Cup. I probably I couldn't couldn't care less about it. Um, the United States plays on Monday. Yes. I will probably be interested in the outcome, but really wouldn't have no interest in watching it. Okay, if at some point in the tournament the United States plays in a game of significance, meaning like an elimination game or, or you know, if, if they get to a, I, I don't even, did, uh, they give out a medal here, or like, is it a medal round type thing? I don't know how it works. No, you go into the qualifying and then you go into the cup round. The cup round. I, I okay. believe. Okay. Uh, I, I, I would be interested in that. I might watch it. Okay. You know, but the bottom line is I'm not going to uh, disparage anybody that's like super excited about it. Good for them. It's fine. Okay. Right. But what about those? And this is my problem that are disparaging you for not being into it. Well, they're going, well, look, I can't control that. They shouldn't. But you're take, you're, you're the, see, that's what I was going to say. Here's my thing with the World Cup. I'm not super into it. I will watch the game on Monday, but I'm, that's because I'm getting together with a bunch of guys to watch it mm-hmm. who are all real into it, and I'm not. I can get into the World Cup every four years. That's okay. I'm not going to watch a match that doesn't involve the United States. I can tell you that much. Um, but it, it, it's the... If you're not into the World Cup and you're not into soccer and you're not into wake up. Oh, like that? Yeah, there's a lot of that. You're not paying attention? Yeah. Yeah, like you're you're if you're not like while you're busy not disparaging people for being really into it, mm-hmm. they're they're disparaging you for not being really into it. I get that. That's the only annoyance I have with the World Cup. It's a little annoying. I'm taking the high road though. Yeah, take the high road. Because why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm going to take the long way home also. 
while I'm at it. What a weird song. <laughs> what a weird voice. Yeah, the whole 70s. <laughs> Just the whole decade? The whole decade. You're throwing the whole decade out. One song. Emblematic of the entire decade. Take the long way home. Why am I why? Am I taking the long way home? What if I want to get home? I'm exhausted. What uh the album that that is off of? Breakfast in America. Breakfast in America. The hell's that mean? Breakfast of America. Breakfast on America. (laughs) I think they think they had it wrong. I think he was trying to say that we, as a nation, should treat the entire world to breakfast. <laughs> on America. It's on us. We got it. No, no, no. <laughs> Switzerland, put your wallet away. Your, your francs are no good here. <laughs> it's on us. No, no, Germany. No, no, please. There's only one thing I ask. Please, take the long way home. You take the long way <laughs> That's home. That's it. When you guys are going back to Luxembourg, you can have all the eggs you want. <laughs> go via Iceland. You want to make individual coffees or pots of coffees? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's on us. It's on us. It's on Supertramp. Breakfast on America. <laughs> Breakfast, comma. We, we, we got this. No, 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 no. Your money's no good here. What are those, ruples? Don't worry about it. Please. It's on America. <laughs> Go back to the omelet station. Go ahead. <laughs> Please. That's it. What do you like, waffles? Help yourself. The Belgians do. Just take the long way home. Just all I ask. It's a little thing. I'm a, I'm a, I have a very simple request. <laughs> Don't ask why. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. All right, let's wrap it up. I do have one. Should I do? Well, I'll, I'll wait till next week to do it. We had a great conversation today, and it. Oh uh, yeah, I wanted to hear this. It it's so interesting. So two of the guys uh, in the video department had been talking, and they brought this to me almost as a presentation. It was great. Like Sam Pete, we've been thinking about this. What do you think of this? <laughs> so. I can- did they come in suits? They, they, they're, it's PowerPoint. Like they're really nervous to talk to the sports guy. Right, right. Yeah, like I'm, like I'm some somebody to approach about this great sports idea. You're probably sitting there working with your headphones on. Right. They they were talking about Carmelo Anthony, and where he might land. Right. And so if he, if uh, if he becomes the ops for free agency, and where he might land. And my buddy Mike. Uh, Pinheiro, really good guy, great sports fan, big Pirates fan. Pirates? Uh, yeah. From New York, for some reason, big Pirates fan. Oh, okay. Um, I said, you know, Michael Jordan owns a part of the uh, Charlotte Bobcats, I believe they're called. Um, Is that correct? No. Well, they went back to the Hornets, right? They're once again the Hornets. Right. He also uh, is a majority shareholder in some way, shape, or form of, uh, what is it, Jumpman? I believe is the offshoot brand. Uh, it's a Nike offshoot brand with Jordan's image and likeness, right? All right. 
So this was also presented by my our buddy Craig, the uh, the Chicago fan, Craig the Bears fan. Right. So they said, let's say Jordan gives Carmelo Anthony a one million dollar deal to play for the for the Hornets, but he gives him a seventy five million dollar sneaker contract. Right. So he gives him a $75 million shoe apparel contract type thing. Okay. You know, like one of those Nike merchandising contracts. Right. But he only plays, it only pays him a million dollars a year to play basketball. He could conceivably put together a team of all-stars playing for you know, $1 million, $5 million, whatever, way, right. under, way under the salary cap, right. and give them sneaker deals. And I said, there's got to be a rule on the books. Well, here's, here's, here's the catch. And I don't know if it's a rule or if I, this is what I think would prevent that, is the Players Association would never go for it because you're hurting, that's the, what rest, I said. You're hurting the rest of the league. Yes, that's what I said. I said the Players Association would have something to say about it because if Carmelo Anthony signs a $1 million deal, right. the next player that comes up for a contract that's similar to Carmelo Anthony, the team signing him is going to be like, well, we're not paying you more than Carmelo Anthony. Right. It's not, it's not our fault you don't have a sneaker contract. Exactly. But conceivably, you could do that. You really could. Like if, if Carmelo Anthony said, well, I don't, said to the Players Union, well, I don't care. Um, like, like Mike, this guy Mike, made a list of the players that he could get that are, like either have opt-outs or whatever in their contracts for the next year, and you would have like Carmelo, Blake Griffin, like there were like seven players that you could put on this team. It would be an all-star team. You could all you know give them five million dollars each year and keep them all under the cap. But the twelfth guy on the bench is not going to make a million dollars. Right, but who cares? He cares because in a normal situation, he probably would make a million dollars. Right. Everybody else is making twenty, right? right. So but, they're, gonna, but they're all making their—they're all making what they should be getting paid in sneaker contracts. So you pay—you pay the twelfth guy on the bench what you're going to pay him. Pay him seven million a year, whatever. Not now, but you know, but then you're, you're not going to pay uh, Joe Joe Schmo seven million dollars and Carmelo Anthony one million dollars. But Carmelo Anthony's not getting paid one million dollars. He's yeah, getting paid. The, he's getting paid seventy five million dollars. No, but by the Charlotte Hornets, he's getting paid one million dollars. What he does gets, he care? What does he care where the money comes from? Hmm. <laughs> what? See, we could revolutionize the sport. Something's not right. So I said, I said to them, I said, you guys. There's, there's, there's got to be something where Jordan has to divest himself of in the interest like they did with Jay-Z, right? Like Jay-Z had to divest himself of interest in the Nets because he could convince a player to sign for less to play for his team, right? Right. So it's a, it's a conflict of interest. He could, if he's representing Deron uh, uh, Williams or whatever, he can make him take less to play for the Nets, to play for his team. So he had to divest himself of interest in the Nets or in the agency. So like, like Craig was saying, if he hadn't opened the agency, he still owned the Nets. What if he gives him a $75 million Rockaware contract and he gives him $1 million a year to play for the Nets? Does the player care where the money's coming from? 
No, the player is not going to care, but the players' association is going to care. But so what's it? The player said to the players' association, "Well, I don't care. It's not bothering me." But the but the but the other players in the league may say, "Hey, that's not right. I'm not happy with that." I, I, I yeah, they, it would they would be called out on it. Yeah. I said I said to them, I'm like. Okay. Here we are, three stooges at a court reporting company, and we figured this out today? Like, you don't think somebody's thought of this already? <laughs> you know, you don't think there's a reason that Phil Knight doesn't own a basketball team? You know, but it was just an interesting topic. Oh, it's very interesting. Like, can you, could you work around it by giving, and then, you know, what if, what if Mark Cuban offered a player stock in his company? Outside of basketball, and only paid him five million dollars a year, but gave him stock options that are equal to seventy-five million dollars over two years. You know, it's could it be done? Is it a conflict of interest? I, I, I mean, obviously it is, but would would somebody call them out? I, I mean, I think the players' union is the answer. Like the players' union has to call them out at some point. I think so, but I don't think uh, I don't think um, we know what the conflict of interest is. There's one there. What the objection? Right. What the objection would be? Right. I think we're or where the objection. I should say we know what the objection would be. Where the objection would come from? Right. But we, I think the players' union. Your initial gut reaction, which is the same thing. Initial a gut reaction is your initial reaction. No, was um, definitely different. It was, but it was, uh, it was right. That was mine too. It was, be, it would be the players' association would call foul because, um, yeah, I said call foul about basketball because um, other players wouldn't be getting that shoe deal, right? And therefore, when they became when they came to negotiations with their team, if they were a like or similar player to Carmelo Anthony, say, the team's gonna be like, well, he's only getting five million. That's all you're getting. You know, so the Players Association would call him out. Interesting topic, though, I thought. It is definitely interesting. So much money. Gosh. Oh, it's crazy. So much money. We were looking today, again, at player salaries and stuff like that and how much, like, or, like, that led us to talking about players owning teams. Like, active players owning their own teams? No, or, or players, former players eventually owning a team. Oh, okay. And we were saying that we felt basketball was probably the easiest avenue for that. Because teams change ownership frequently. Right. It's like if you're you're an ex-football player, there's not a lot of openings. No, that's true. There are not a lot of people, you know, the Roonies aren't selling the Steelers anytime. Right. You're right. In, In baseball and football, I don't know much about hockey, but it's family owned. Most yeah, of them. Either family owned or, or huge, huge people that aren't looking to move the team. It's not like a single entrepreneur. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Whereas in basketball, teams change hands ownership wise a little more frequently. They certainly change cities more frequently. Right. I think the NHL too isn't easy, but the NHL players don't make enough money to buy into a team. Like Lemieux did, Gretzky did. But that's right. about it. But that's about it. They don't have the money to do it. You're right. Yeah, they don't make the money over the course of their careers to do it. You know who will own a team, though? Jeter. 
Um, Jeter will eventually be part owner of a, of a team. Of oh, a baseball team? Yep. I really think so. He might. Yep. He might. He's not going to be a coach, and he's not going to be a nope. broadcaster, that's for sure. Nope. But, yeah, maybe from, like, a financial by the Mets. angle. So by the Mets? That'd be great. Oh, could you imagine? Ugh. Ugh. All right, let's wrap it up. Anybody could buy the Mets at this point. Yeah, and I'd be happy. I'd be all I want. Cow final unload. I know you want the Rangers to lose in preferably in spectacular fashion. But for me, I'm just happy that they won because that means there's more hockey. And personally, any night there's another hockey game, I feel like is a good night. And that's just my opinion. And my final unload is rest in peace, Rue McClanahan. We, uh, we're certainly... What's that now? <laughs> she I died, think we did that four years ago. She died four years ago. My final unload is uh, sweep the leg, Kings. Sweep the leg. No mercy. You have a problem with that, Mr. Dowdy? Sweep the leg. All right, we'll talk to you next week. I'm ready to unload with Cal and Sam. Please go to www.rtusports.com for our podcast or download us in the iTunes store for Brian Calvi and for PJ Kachopo, who hopefully will be back next week. Good night, Cal. Good night, Steve. Fire Terry Collins. House on fire. Terry House Collins. of fire. House. The House of Firing Terry Collins. <laughs> it's on the same block as the House of the Rising Sun. House on the Rising Sun. Should have been <laughs> There's that cat again. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.